Hello, my name is Oladipo Luko, and today I'm with Antoine Jenkins. Today we are going to talk about his business and being an entrepreneur and how he, how he lives his life day to day and what he does to succeed in his business. Hello, my name is Antoine Jenkins. I'm CEO of Vance Creations, and thank you for having me here. Okay, so I'm going to start off with uh, asking a couple of questions. What made you pursue this career? Well, um, I've always had uh, a very like determined attitude about anything I pursued. Um, early on, it, my first dream was being a basketball player, so I always told my grandma growing up that I'd buy her a Cadillac truck that she always wanted through basketball, through my basketball dreams. So she always helped me pursue that dream by playing, paying for like AAU and other basketball activities. and. By the time it was like senior year, like after senior year uh, high school, uh, I was kind of venturing. I stopped having my love for basketball, so I had to figure out something else. And um, I was always into drawing. And one thing led to another where I started an opportunity where I started creating shoes and designing shoes by merging the two passions of mine of designing, I mean, of drawing and uh, basketball by doing the shoes. And um, something happened to my heart one day um, during basketball practice, and I had figured out, like, this is my opportunity for me to quit. So I had a week of just sitting down, relaxing, and figuring out what I wanted to do, and I decided to quit basketball and just start out doing my uh, shoe business full on. And was this in senior year or college? or um, This is basically, like, I started designing shoes my senior year in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I didn't just, like quit basketball until my freshman year of college. Gosh. And then that's when you start having heart problems, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. And then uh, I also like my first time meeting you was in North Dakota in Fargo, and by when I first met you, you were doing track. Mm-hmm. So can you explain that? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so basically, after that time, um, I was just kind of going through it. So like a lot of shit was just happening all at once. Where I just wanted to get away from the city, and so I ended up transferring to Valley City State University, and I ended up walking on, doing on, walking on to do track, just because like that city's so small, there was nothing to do. So I ended up doing track instead of basketball, and then stayed there for a few years, and then ended up meeting you through the process of just coming to Fargo off and on, mm. back and forth. Okay, and then when I first met you. Would you say, was that like three years ago, right? Yeah. About three years ago. So would you say that was your first time thinking about taking your business serious? Or were you always thinking about taking it serious? Or were you always just kind of just going with the flow and just like just doing painting shoes and designing for fun? Um, it was a little bit of going with the flow and also taking it serious because, I mean, I was still a college athlete at the same time. So I'm going to college full time going to practice and working so I'm doing this in my free time whenever I get a chance so I may not be like every day but it'll be like one or two days I work on a shoe so it'll take me longer like two weeks to finish a shoe instead of like five or a regular three-day schedule okay so I mean I was working but I started meeting different people and it started leading me different places every few months so it kept me involved into keep doing it keep doing it keep doing designing right yeah okay okay and then, so you did track for one year? Uh, yeah. One but year. I practiced for like a half a year. 
Okay. And then you said you're, so 18 years old is when you first started painting on shoes and designing on shoes then, right? Yep. Okay. And then you just being an entrepreneur and a sole proprietor, what would you say is the hardest part of just, like those first couple of years, what would you say is the hardest part of just owning your own business and starting off? Um, the main thing was staying determined, to be honest, because you could obviously find one design, you just like, oh, this didn't, wasn't good enough, and you could quit. Because like everything wasn't happening overnight. Like I never even wanted to start doing shoes because I just hated painting. Because painting was just such a long process of waiting until letting the paint dries and then going back into it. I believe you. Like <laughs> that's, that's that was the main part. Like that was my main reason why I didn't want to do it all until like my senior year until I actually had a reason to paint. Yeah. So um, that's definitely the main thing right there. So just basically like telling yourself to keep doing it and yeah, just keep going. For sure. Okay. Okay. And then, also, then like when you are in like in a creative block, what do you do? Like, what's your inspiration? Actually, no, I'm gonna save that question for later. Yeah, when you're in a creative block, what do you do? What do I do? Mm-hmm. I usually, um, those are tough times because I think every creative goes through those, and it's just like you don't really know what you do, but subliminally you probably just ask other people questions. And then you go to them, see what they're doing, what they're working on, so that can kind of help you in your niche. I always have like a broad group of friends of doing everything, so I'm always getting in contact with different friend groups and seeing what they're up to. Yeah. And then that usually helps me out to come back to my idea, like, oh, okay, now I can use this and that. But thinking about like where I want to be also helps me out too. Okay. And then my second question or third question was, what's your inspiration? Like, who do you look up to? Um, it doesn't even have to be like anybody that's artistic, but like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Who, like, who would you say you look up to? Um, I would like to say, okay, I'm gonna just say off the big names. Um, a lot of people that I use for inspiration, like J. Cole, Jay Z, mm-hmm. um, who else? Like, I'm gonna say off my name list Gunna, Blue Baby. Um, through their music and stuff, right? Yeah, just definitely through their music for sure. And then, um, also, a lot of this is like business ways, and I just like um, a lot of my friends just because we're all working together, and it's like that's that holding that accountability just makes me want to work more and more because the bigger the more that I'm working, it just starts to see like it's more not about me anymore, it's about the bigger picture and how many other people I can influence and help create as well. And I think that's the biggest impact for me. Okay, then another tough, another tough question is what's something that's holding you back right now to being where you want to be to just being where you are right now what do you think is holding you back right now um i think my self-judgment mm-hmm. uh, i think i hold like a little barrier on myself when i'm working like when, especially when i finish because i feel as though like right now i mean i could say that i've been to the place where i've worked with a few names where I could be charging this and that, but I've held myself down to a lower standard just to get more clients for the people. Mm-hmm. But I feel as though that's what's kind of holding me back at the same time because pe- the people want to see me rise above okay. and go bigger and beyond. So you say yourself then, like yeah. your mindset and stuff. Yeah, but and then just like little stuff, just a little small tedious stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then another question I'll have, probably some people will also want to know is. How much do you charge for designs on your shoes? Okay. Um, well, typically, I don't uh, pay for the shoes. 
And if I do pay for the shoes, it's included in the cost. But without the shoes, right now it's anywhere from minimum of 150 to about 750 bucks. Okay. It really just depends on what the shoe is and what they want, right? Yep. And okay. then that's just like shoe work. And then canvases go from different ranges. Mm. Then uh, can you also talk about your biggest accomplishments since you started about taking it serious three years ago? So like when you first started taking it serious, was it a huge step in your, did you see dramatic, dramatic changes in your life when you actually started taking it serious mm -hmm. or were you, was it the same, same sequence when you first started like in high school? Um, it was actually, it really was because like it just started happening. Like one thing led to another, like it'd be like a down period and then it'd be like really quiet. And then all of a sudden it just gets really loud. So like, um, I say right after I start, so I say I started sometime in January with my first shoe, and then by June, I already had a custom that was already in the magazine, mm -hmm. and then after that, um, it was a little down period, like quiet, just people, like, buzz was going around, so it lasted me for a little while, and then the next following summer, um, who was it? I think I had a G Herbo. I think, yeah, I think it was, it was G Herbo, and then right after that, um... Can you explain who oh, yeah, G Herbo so, sorry, is? Sorry, yeah, let me explain that. Um, G Herbo is a rapper, so I actually, I get, when he came to Minneapolis, I actually got him in a pair of customs, but I wasn't able to get the picture with him or show it on Instagram because, um, I was actually, uh, in North Dakota because I had track, so I got back, and then I was able to get another, um, high-name influencer on social media, um, Isaiah Washington, and that's he has a whole jelly wave jelly family movement um and that's the basketball thing and so i had those two right after their back so people was like it was just going around like significant thing after another one so it kept motivating me like okay i can climb up bigger and bigger and then it started my vision starts getting bigger because i'm talking to more entrepreneurs and i'm starting to seeing that business mindset mm -hmm. of how to run things especially with a product that i can create myself yeah okay and then you just being an entrepreneur and starting off and then all these good things happening so let's say you're an entrepreneur and a lot of these things aren't happening and things are going just pretty slow what kind of advice would you give to the people um you can never stop learning for sure like in different things for me i always like to take different things i like to take notes from different areas to put in my aspect of business because Obviously, you can like you can't teach teach old dog new tricks, mm -hmm. and I feel as though if you learn something new in a different way, you can always Im implement that back into yourself. Yeah. So, um, one always go back to learn, and then also be optimistic and learn from what winners are doing. You got to copy from what the winners are doing. So obviously, That's they're there true. for a reason. Mm -hmm. You should be cop following their footsteps. Yeah, breaking old habits if you have to. Mm -hmm. Okay, and then when you're done with a custom and done making a shoe. When do you know it's it's finished? Like, how do you know, like, okay, this is the piece right here, like, it's done? Uh, I know when it's, when I would wear it. And I got, it? yeah, because I got a picky, <laughs> I can see little things that people can't even see on a custom where people are like, yo, this is 100% awesome. And I could be like, yo, there's still some small things in here that I have tweak, maybe finish on the next one. So that's where I know for sure about that. Um, so wait, what if you can't wear the shoe then? So what then, if it's a woman's size? How do you know I mean, it's done? I want to make sure, like, I would make sure that either 
Like I'd put it on for sure. Like if yeah. even if it was like if I was a girl. Or a guy, oh, like, if you would put if, it on. If it was a, like it's going to be a professionally done shoe, and I make sure like that standard is very high. So it's like the small details in there, or if it's, I want it to be loud. Because a lot of the times I do have work where it's like I'll surprise myself and I don't even want to give back the customer the shoe because I'm like, sheesh, I could have this for myself and I don't even make it for myself later. Yeah. And that's how unique the shoes are. Okay. Okay. That sounds good then. And then another question I had was who like, who, inf- like who, when you have like a down moment being entrepreneur and you just like want to give up, do you go to anybody for like help or just like anybody you want to talk to? Like me, myself, I go to, I usually go to like my friends. I usually go to my girlfriend, my family. Do you have anybody like that mm-hmm. that you go to for like maybe like to get out that creative block? Um, yeah, usually for like small things. Like if I'm feeling a little depressed about a few things, like I'll probably say hit up my friends for sure. Um, definitely my friends because those are the guys who I'm. Now that I have a team, like it's just been we're so close where it's like they know me with my designs and how I work, my mindset, and when I create and stuff like that. So yeah. Um, I definitely go to them a lot, but there's never been a time where I really doubted myself of where I'm going to be because I haven't even reached a, a lot of limits of where I hold myself to be. And where you should be, right? Exactly. So yeah. me being thinking that I always want to be a basketball player, that's the highest of all highs of being a basketball player. That's global. Yeah. And so that's why I feel as though I want to be my designs. I wanted my design work to be global. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what separates me from a lot, a lot of people. people. Okay, yeah, yeah. I definitely feel you on that because I feel like also, when I was writing in my paper and writing about you, I feel like you just don't want to be a local hero. You want to be known across the the world, not just locally, like in the Midwest. You want to be yes. across, like New York, London, no matter where it is, you want to get your name out there. So that's one thing I liked about you and like why main reason why I wanted to interview because you're mm-hmm. thinking big, not just local. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you can impact your impact is going to go 10 times farther than what you just t- try to think about yourself. Yeah. Okay, and then um, <clears throat> another thing I had to ask was, yeah, how how big of an influence was having a team now than it was like back then? What like what changed? So when you first started, you were by yourself doing everything. Now mm-hmm. that you have like a team, what how has that helped you a lot? What changed? Um, it made me kind of worded that back. Where, okay. Where I started it, from where I, where I was, because at first I was Ants Customs, and then I transitioned to Ants Creations. Yeah. From me, that last period of working with these um, celebrities and high-name people, it made me realize, like, I need a brand that's going to be loud enough to be universal for everything. Like, Ants Customs puts a gap on me in a ceiling where I feel as though people will put a certain price on it. Mm-hmm. And so when I, I was coming up with names all through, like, the my college course, of different names of what I would want to be with the images and then um, I knew what I wanted for a brand like if I want to buy a brand like what would I do on it and I knew what was like my comparing that to looking at the other brands like Foot Locker, Nike, all the other things where I'd be competitor towards and I looked at them to copy what they do with their branding and did it with my own with yeah. my own twist so with me knowing that I didn't have the right branding the marketing the pictures the influencers and all this, et cetera, of what I was missing, I knew I would have to just go out and look out for my team. And one of the persons um, is right now my manager and also the person that helps out run everything, my other partner right now is Stefan. And 
he's came along and we've doubled all of my numbers of when I was doing it by myself. Mm-hmm. I got another guy and I and I met him. I met you before I met Poe. I mean Stefan. Oh, Stefan, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah so, yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, we were doing small work together mm-hmm. before. So I was still looking for. That's the time when I was looking. Okay, I'm not going to try to do this photography because I know I don't have the eye for it. Yeah. It's extra time, and I could just give it to somebody else that's already doing it, mm-hmm. and I know they could see an eye for it. So, um, we started. We started working in the summer because he started doing graphics, and I was already trying to do a collab with him because I already liked his professional look towards his graphics a lot of people weren't doing what he was doing yeah. still to this day a lot of people are still not doing what he and doing. he was just so ahead of his time and i was like bro this is what this is who i need so i got him and then i got um shaddy and he's my photographer my main photographer mm-hmm. and we were already working together for and i was like i was already friends with them so i was like yo let's might as well just come together as a group yeah. and we can just benefit so i sat down with stefan we were coming back we worked every day from at first we started having meetings strictly Wednesdays and then after the workload started working up after the first drop it was like we need to work twice a week and when Definitely. it was Sunday it was every Sunday Wednesday and we met up every day and that put us so much forward from where I was before like both of us gaining knowledge about how we both create mm-hmm. and putting both of our like um, ideas all into one and still tying it down to contract Minnesota people to come to our brand after us going out to these different states traveling against the world to see what the culture needs and we bring it back in one spot it just changed the whole game yeah it changed the whole game you having Safan and shaddy help you market your product and how would you say Safan helped you market your product and in what aspect like did he help you reach a certain audience or like what can you explain what he did um right now i still don't have a specific audience um, I made it, we made it where the brand just speaks for itself, where we're going to sit down, we're going to make it simple enough where everyone can wear it. And also where it's loud enough where you will wear it when you want to go out. Mm-hmm. So, um, we just been working, working, working towards that. And he also made it where it made my work look 10 times more professional. Yep. So at first it was like a little more like backsided home run, like, you doing like you could tell like it was by yourself but now if you look at my work it's like way more prophetic like it's looking like a team it's a whole oh, and nice. it's actually a company right now so yeah and that's where i like it okay then with all those changes in like a couple months or a couple years what do you look for in let's say next six months what do you expect your business to be at or what do you expect to um, happen let's say the corona had ends where it's supposed to um, next six months, I'll probably have another drop since I couldn't drop the last one because of Corona. And uh, we'll probably be working on a summer. We already be having our like marketing done for what we need to do. Well, I haven't constructed what drop, what our drop is going to consist of. But we'll probably have either a miscellaneous product, as in like a basketball keychain, something like that, or jersey. Um, we'll basically have just a summer. We'll for sure. Okay, we'll say... Let me restart that. Okay, we'll say we'll have our summer drop on the way or in the production of being dropped and our marketing's been done, and then we'll be ready to be looking on for our fall collection. Fall collection? Yep. Okay. And then with the whole coronavirus thing happening, did that slow down your business dramatically, or people are still are people still hitting you up to make shoes or make anything? Um, no, no, people actually really did slow down a lot because I had to end all of my marketing and my event that I was going to have 
because of the corona. Um, people just couldn't come outside because you weren't going to get sick just to go get some clothes. But um, that slowed that down for sure. Uh, homies have been hitting me up and just friends, close friends are hitting me up for gear. And I've just been having them buy some. But like customers, new customers, I haven't been getting any, which I kind of expected. Okay. And then another question I had for you was, would you say with this whole thing going on and a lot of time to think, what was like your biggest failure when starting like this this business? Like what's your biggest failure? What's the things that you learned from, from like starting in high school or starting three years ago and taking it serious? Um, like what's one thing you look back and say, I'm never, I'm never gonna do that again or since this happened, it's changed me to know this now. Uh, keeping up with money for sure. Like knowing where my money is going and where it's coming, where what's coming in, what's coming out, and then also working with certain people. Mm-hmm. Like you can't be too trustworthy to yeah. certain people, and that's what was one thing I definitely learned. So would you say that you wouldn't just collaborate with any brand? You have to. Do they have to look like? Do they have to be morally right to your morals, or is that what you're saying? Like not just working with anybody. Yeah, for sure. Okay. I definitely feel that because a lot of people's brands don't ex- like you want to expect there's a lot of deep things that that goes on with a lot of people's brands and a lot of deep meaning so if you don't like what they're representing or what they're what they're doing I wouldn't work with don't. them either. Okay, and then another question I had was what was so your dream job was to be in the NBA. Yes. So what's your dream job now? Um only one of the top shoe companies in the midwest so would no, you not s- even going to say shoe companies but clothing companies shoe company mm-hmm. etc marketing i just have one of the biggest brands there is in, in the, the midwest, midwest in the midwest that will create influence on the world like uh influence in the world and how and what like way? marketing like you can come to our brand if you want to be a media team we come mm-hmm. to you can come to our brand to get marketing we'll come to you we'll help project your vision with um commercials advertisements, advertisements. yes movies whatever it is music videos like literally anything that you're looking for studio okay. times and then food <laughs> and then uh, i know that you don't just make shoes you also started making t-shirts hoodies pants now right yeah i've actually been designing ever since i've started making shoes so you it was both both okay but i was more louder with the shoes because at that point not a lot of people were making clothing but there were enough people making the clothing where i thought it was like too much for me to be in a niche with them Mm -hmm. and so i still continued to do the shoes but on the side i was still designing clothes for myself and other brands okay and then with this whole coronavirus thing happening and not a lot of people being out of work What's and you being an entrepreneur, what's your day to day look like with like shoes and just working on your craft and stuff like that? What's your day to day look okay, like? Okay, so I usually get up in the morning. Um, after I get up, do my usual, I get up, go eat, or I just chill, work, do house duties, clean up or something, then I'll eat. Um, I usually go for like slight, not even gonna say I'll go for a job, I'll do some push ups. Um, then I'll figure out what I have to work on for the day if and if it's like marketing 
I'll figure out if I got to do some note-taking, read, um, working on shoes, canvas painting. Mm-hmm. Just basically staying busy with everything and keeping my mind right. Your artistic um, mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if it's not one day, if it's not working on shoes, then I'll probably just be stacking up notes or collecting ideas for a new drop, sketching for a few hours, and then go back to eat. Um probably chill with a friend just for a little bit for a while come back later at night yeah and so work on it again very so it's very limited right now what you're doing so yeah but basically you you make sure that you are still doing your creative keeping your creative mind going your creative juices going and working on your shoes day to day or shirts or whatever it is mm-hmm. i used to spend like study hours like four five hours in here but now I kind of just take breaks in between, so I'll work on here like two or three hours, go out, take a break, come back in here, work another two or three hours, and then get off, and then work on my phone, like put an inventory in or something like that, check on the website, Yeah. small, tedious stuff mm-hmm. like that. Okay. Then another question I had for you was, can you give us a time you went above and beyond for a project, and like what you do, like what was like the business aspects like how like what did you do for like what was your biggest yeah what did you do to go beyond for a project hmm um i would say anytime i had to go i'll reach out and do free work for any like big name influencer as in a musician um basketball player athlete or just influencer in general um i usually do free work for them or i just do it out of spite because i know the thing that i'll get back is more bigger than me trying to charge them and ruin a relationship then so can you explain why you would do free work for uh, a high influencer than just like anybody locally um because at this point i I feel as i actually got that question a lot um people people close to you will support you but they won't support you at the same time yeah like people are already stingy with their brand but if I go to an influencer that has 100K versus someone that's going to give me, I mean, 1,000, and they give me one shout-out, which is going to probably give me 10 more customers mm-hmm. than one person, I'll more than likely get... I will rather take that me giving him, because that's essentially marketing. Definitely. So if you have somebody taking a picture, and an influencer taking a picture in your stuff that you gave away for $45 that you're getting, you could pay a company to get this marketing for them for a hundred dollars and you're already getting that hundred dollars back like you would risk that same out you would risk giving that product away for free just to get the outcome back definitely okay okay and, and also like yeah i mean that just builds relationships with along that too because that's high name connection could lead you somewhere else that you never even know definitely yeah because if i was in your position i'd definitely do the same thing they have a lot of they have way more connections than an average person around like the neighborhood or locally does so right just them posting your shoe on their instagram reaches like a whole nother audience just for you and another aspect i see exactly and there's i mean there are times where you could probably you if you've been a good customer you've been a customer for a while that person's going to know and they're going to they're going to give you something they're going to get you good definitely definitely okay it should never be taken personal then um, another question I had was, how do you handle adversity and doubt? What are some things you do? Um, 
I can speak on doubt. Um, there are times when I do doubt myself, but more recently, um, actually, there's been a lot of times where I've doubted my work, where I've shorted myself of of my work, and people are saying like, "Why are you shorting yourself of what you've done?" And yeah. it's just like that standard that I hold. Like, damn, I want this to be like Picasso. I want this to be like um, Andy Warhol. Like every time I do a piece of artwork, even if I finish, like I know I've tried my best to get there. So next time I know it's get, keep getting better and better and better. Yep. So that's where it kind of holds myself against. But also like I know when I work, see people work and I see their process and their finish, like my shit's just as good. Just as good. Yeah. So <coughs> it's really about getting that reputation and that's where I kind of get it out of me. So I know if I'm struggling anything, I know I just got to keep getting at it. That 10,000 hours, keep getting at it and I know it's going to get perfected. Definitely on the 10,000 hours, yeah. And then um, I guess my last question would be, uh, are there anything you want to say to a lot of entrepreneurs that are <laughs> that are now starting up or people that want to start a business anytime soon? Like, what would you say? What would like anything you want to say right now, especially what's going on around the, neighbor, the world with Corona? What would you um, say? I would say this is actually a perfect time for you to find anything that you want to make profit off of with the Internet, because you can reach anyone in the world by just one email or one text or DM. So you can do anything that you want and everybody wants it. Everyone likes what you like as well. They just need to get in that niche. So it's easy to climb up. You just got to do it yourself and find something that you want you want to play with for the rest of your life and have fun. There you have it, man. Well, thank you, Antoine Jenkins. And me being your personal friend, I see big things coming for you and just our team in general so thank you for taking the time and letting me come over especially with what's going around the world so thank you and appreciate you